0: Welcome to On the Ball with Rick Buker. Here's your host... Let's send it over to Rick Buker. Rick Buker. This is On the Ball on the United Wecast Network, and I am Rick Buker. You can see me on FS1, hear me on Fox Sports Radio, and you can read me on the Fox Sports app and at foxsports.com. You can also follow me on both Twitter and Instagram, at Rick Buecher. I'm a lot of places... But there's only one place you can hear me talking about story angles and perspectives that you are not likely to find anywhere else, primarily but not exclusively involving the NBA, and that is here. So here we are, finally, the start of the NBA Finals the Golden State Warriors versus the Boston Celtics. Now, if you haven't read yet, Uh, I did a piece with Bruce Frazier, the assistant coach for the Warriors, who has worked as closely with Steph Curry as anybody uh, over the eight seasons that he and Steve Kerr's staff have been there. Please check it out. Bruce gave great insight into Steph's preparation for this season, going back to last summer, and how Steph was convinced, and convinced everyone around him, that the Warriors could be exactly where they are today. I actually had a chance to ask Steph about that uh, directly, specifically Frazier's claim that Steph felt that way starting last summer. And I'm going to play that for you at some point. Uh, Steph's direct words at some point. Couldn't prep it for this particular episode because uh, I am hours before heading to the arena for Game 1 and I wanted to get out my predictions and my perspective going into the series. But... I will get to that at some point over the next couple days. And I am going to try to produce more episodes over the course of the finals. uh, Certainly one for every game, if possible. Either leading into each game, like this episode, or a look back and, and an account of what we saw in each and every game. But, on to the predictions. So... The Warriors are favored by the oddsmakers. Everybody seems to be expecting a long, tough-fought series for the most part. And while the Warriors are favored by Vegas, there are a couple of analytics-generated models of the series that not only have the Celtics winning, but doing so in five games, including a blowout victory in Game 1. And this is one of the many reasons why... I don't think analytics can ever be the leading element of a story or prediction, especially on a stage as unique as the NBA Finals. I'm all for using analytics and the information that they offer, but they can't be the starter. Now, I have the Warriors winning the series, I hope in six or seven, because I would love to see a hard-fought, long-fought series. But I have my doubts. I would not be surprised if it's less. I don't see the the Celtics winning Game 1, and the winner of Game 1 in the Finals wins the series 70% of the time. Now keep in mind, I wasn't thinking this way at all coming into the playoffs. I initially thought the Bucs would repeat whether they faced the Suns or the Warriors, but once the Celtics knocked the Bucs out, they became my new favorite. Until... I saw them struggle to put away the Miami Heat. Not just because the series went seven games, but why and how it went seven games. Aside from just having more talent, particularly offensively, the Celtics should have been both comfortable and hungry playing for a chance to go to the finals. This was their fourth time on the doorstep under normal conditions, three times under normal conditions in the last six years. Whereas for the Heat, this was only the second time the bulk of this roster was in the conference finals, and the first time was in the bubble, facing these same Celtics. When we consider how different the bubble was from the normal conference finals atmosphere and conditions, especially for a team based in Florida, playing in Orlando, a case could be made this was really the first time this crew of Miami Heat players had been here but it sure didn't look like the Celtics had an experience advantage the way the series unfolded. They looked unprepared in Game 1. They looked twice. They lost twice on their home floor and faltered down the stretch in Game 7, giving up 10 unanswered points in the final minutes to a Heat team without P.J. Tucker or Tyler Hero, two of their most trust- trustworthy offensive floor spacers, if nothing else. So now the Celtics enter the Finals a place they have no experience being in. So how am I supposed to count on them playing with the confidence and poise necessary to win a championship? And not only to win a championship, but to do it against a team that already has won championships. The final stage, for those who may not know, is as unique as the Super Bowl, especially Game 1. It's different from any other series. It's certainly different from any regular season situation. Think about how you are driving a road. If you're, if you're with me now with the idea that the finals is a completely brand new experience to anyone in them for the first time. If you're with me on that, if you can, un, you can agree with me on that, then think about how you are driving a road you've driven a half a dozen times before versus the first time you drive it or you're going to a a place. You've never been there before versus a place that you've visited a half dozen times. You never drive the first time there as fast as you do when you know where you're going and you know how to get there. You're looking around that first time taking notice of a lot of superfluous things. That's what the Warriors and the Celtics, that's the difference between the two. The Warriors have been in this atmosphere plenty of times. They know what it is that they need to focus on. They know what they need or what they can ignore. The Celtics don't have that editor in their heads. They're seeing everything for the first time. So they're not going to be able to drive as fast. They're not going to know the shortcuts. They're not going to be able to focus on the most important things. Or let's take uh, another analogy. You eat at a particular restaurant on the regular. You know the menu. You know the waiters. Hell, you might even know the owner. Now, let's say that same restaurant has a black tie event that you've been invited to. And it's a crowd of dignitaries or power brokers or whatever, it's a fundraiser. The atmosphere is going to be totally different. And as a result, you're going to feel different. And chances are, if you were able to film yourself and review it later or have an out-of-body experience and be able to observe yourself in this crowd, you're gonna act different than you normally would in that restaurant. You might be more energetic and engaging, uh, knowing this is a special crowd, chances are you're going to feel a desire to impress or somehow show you're special too, and that you deserve to be there. Those are the feelings the Boston Celtics are going to be dealing with over the next week or so in their first visit to the NBA Finals. The Warriors core isn't going to be feeling any of that. And if their ancillary players do feel it, the ones that haven't been here before, or show that they're feeling it, the vets have the ability to tell them how they should feel, how they should approach their job, and to demonstrate it firsthand so that they can feel and perform the way they need to perform. Because they've seen both sides of it, the veterans have. They know what it feels like to do it the first time, and they know what it should feel like when you're doing it and putting all the extraneous stuff aside. Now, who does that for the Celtics? They don't have a single guy who can tell them what it's like to be in the finals. Not a player. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. you're able to narrow your focus to only what's important. And if, and, and this is equally important, if something comes up that throws you off, that distracts you, you're less likely to panic or react and more likely to simply address the problem and keep it moving. Say there's a road closure or you spill something on your shirt. Yeah, I'm going too far with those analogies. But again, that's the great advantage the Warriors have because almost certainly situations are going to arise, challenges. The Celtics will make a run. Draymond Green will get into foul trouble. Or maybe it's Andrew Wiggins. Klay Thompson will have a bad shooting night. None of that will phase the Warriors. I can't be as certain about what a Warriors run or foul trouble for Marcus Smart or Al Horford or a turnover-filled performance by Jalen Brown will do to the Boston Celtics. In fact, I've already seen what those things can do and have done on a lesser stage, the conference finals, against a lesser team, the Miami Heat, and it was not good. Yes, they ultimately overcame. They got the job done but they didn't do it in a thoroughly convincing fashion. They survived rather than dominated. So the Warriors are my prediction as to who will win the finals, which is why my pick to win finals MVP is Steph Curry. It is going to be hard for Steph not to win it if the Warriors win the series. One, There is a decent-sized faction out there that believes he should have won in 2015 instead of Andre Iguodala. That the voters screwed up that year. And no, I was not one of the misguided 11 voting on it, just to be clear. Two, the media is built different today. There was a time when writers and reporters weren't worried about being liked by the athletes they covered or the fans of their sport. And it is 11 media members who do the voting. It's different today. More media, I believe, are more concerned about access than accuracy or honesty. Now, not all, certainly, but some, and more so than ever before. And some of them could very well be among the 11 selected. Hand in hand with that is the fact that it's hard not to like Steph. It's hard not to want to see him rewarded, not just for being a great player, but a great person. The only way Steph doesn't win is if Marcus Smart and the Celtics absolutely shut him down, in which case, I don't see someone else taking up the slack. Jordan Poole, he did it against Denver, but he's coming off the bench and he hasn't actually showed growth as each series has unfolded and as the stakes have been raised. He's gone the other direction. He's shown his youth. He has pressed at times. Hasn't been quite as effective leading the second unit as he was when he was a starter in place of staff. Andrew Wiggins? Mm, Clay? I just, ultimately, I don't see it. And so, in some ways, I believe Marcus Smart has a better chance of winning finals MVP than the favorite Jason Tatum, Largely because of what I believe has to happen for the Celtics to win the series. Which, in part, is Marcus has to replicate his past regular season success against Steph. Which is holding him to 29% shooting over the years. And he has to be efficient on offense. Which means he's producing more points than he's giving up. At least in part. Now, if the Celtics do win, chances are that it's because they keep Curry's contained. And Smart will have to play a big role in that. And, as I said, he also has to be efficient at the other end because no one's plus-minus is tied more directly to whether or not the Celtics win than Smart. There's also, if the Warriors are going to force someone to beat them, it's going to be Marcus, much like you saw in the Miami series. And I said in an earlier podcast, I didn't have a problem with the shots that he took, with the threes that he took down the stretch in Game 7. He was wide open. He's capable of making those shots. And neither Jason Tatum nor Jalen Brown were being aggressive. Again, all of this is why, if the Celtics win, then I could very well see Marcus Smart winning Finals MVP. We also have somewhat of a a precedent in that Andre Iguodala won back in 2015. And he did it as much because of how he played guarding LeBron James, even though LeBron still had big numbers, how he did defensively, and that he contributed offensively. So, with Smart, through these playoffs, when he's a plus, they win. When he's a minus, they lose. There are a couple of exceptions this year in the playoffs, but not many. In the playoffs, in their wins... He's a plus 10 points. In the, in the losses, he's a minus 8. It's even more stark during the regular season. He was a plus 20 and a minus 9 in the regular season. Finally, I was asked on Speak for Yourself, who had more to gain by winning the championship, Tatum or Steph? And for me, the answer is clear here as well. Tatum has far more to gain if we're just talking about a ring because and I would say every Celtic has more to gain, just simply being branded a champion is puts you in a different category than Steph or any of the core warriors winning a fourth ring now, if we're making it about Finals MVP and who has to gain more from that, then a case can be made for Steph, although I still. I might go with Tatum. Probably not. But I think there's still a case that could be made. But just a championship? First of all, if the Warriors win and Steph doesn't win finals MVP, it's actually going to take, going chip away at what he's accomplished. He's going to raise some other questions. In any case, if we're just talking ring, think about how different we look at Dirk Nowitzki versus Charles Barkley or Kevin Garnett versus Karl Malone or Dr. J versus Elgin Baylor. Kyrie Irving versus Tracy McGrady. Now, in many of those examples, the guy without the ring is, if you take a step back, you look at him and you go, oh, this is the better player. Charles Barkley, considered a better player than Dirk Nowitzki. Carmelo, Malone, greater accomplishments than Kevin Garnett. Elgin Baylor, people may not be familiar with, better player than Dr. J. TMAC, more talented overall than Kyrie. But, all the the guys, the first guys that I mentioned, they have rings. And you at least consider them on the same plane as the other guys. So, not everyone who has a ring is better than the player who doesn't. And in some cases, the player without one is clearly better. But we put them on equal footing because of that ring, and for some, it elevates them. On the other hand, Anyone lobbying for LeBron James as being better than Larry Bird isn't doing it because LeBron has four rings and Bird has three. They're doing it for a whole lot of other reasons, most statistically. So there you have it. There's my prediction for the 2022 NBA Finals. Or 2022 NBA Finals. Warriors are winning. Steph is winning Finals MVP. And now, let the games begin. That does it for this episode of On the Ball on the United Wecast Network. Please rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. In the next episode, we will be breaking down Game 1 and preparing for Game 2. And I will be there in person. So, I'll give you a first-hand review of exactly what happened. In the meantime, enjoy the game. And as always... Thanks for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.